0: WV Uncommon Place. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate theories to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies, reviews, and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommon Place digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia, and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself, Jr. are your hosts, so please come along for this venture to uncommon place. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today, I have a guest with me that is an innovator. He is innovating with some tools. His name is Maiko, and his tools are called Tailspin Tools. Maiko, would you please tell my audience a little bit about yourself and tell us about these tools? Uh,
1: thank you, Wilbert. My name is Maiko. Uh, I am the inventor of Tailspin Tools. I came to the tools through my hobby. I have been a hobbyist woodworker for the past, call it, 40, 45 years, since probably I was about 10 years old. And when I was growing up, I grew up in a household where uh, we were encouraged at every moment to try something. Uh, If you needed something, you wanted to do something, you were encouraged to try it. It wasn't a matter of, uh, can I do this? It's a matter of, let's find out. Uh, So that's kind of how I grew up. Uh, I went through my childhood. I mean, my parents provided for us without us. We were poor without knowing it. They took very nice care of us.
0: Okay, humble, humble.
1: Yeah, uh, bought a very very rundown house in College Point, New York, and and they basically rebuilt it around us. So that was part of the part of the culture of the home was you know you need to get something done. You have to learn how to do it. So in the age before YouTube, when you could just learn anything by going online and figuring something out and watching somebody do it, uh, my father, a florist, and my mother, a bookkeeper, uh, basically rebuilt the house while we were living in it, Uh, tearing out walls, changing pipes, wires, everything all the way along the way. So I kind of grew up watching things getting done that most children probably grew up watching somebody hired to come in and do it. Um, so it's just kind of a, a different outlook.
0: All right. So basically I get you. Cause like when I was growing up, um, I'm 35, so eighties, early nineties, Bob yeah. Vila was on TV. So that's who showed you how to do, well, he really didn't show you, but his helpers showed you how to do this and that, but you did it on your own. You did it with your parents. You all.
1: worked. Uh, well, my, my, my parents did it while, we, while we were young. I mean, we participated at a certain point, point. one of our favorite things, is they were putting up, uh, paneling a wallpaper one of our favorite things was to get out the markers and uh and graffiti the entire room before the paneling went up before the wallpaper went up (laughs) That was was always fun so the the folks that bought the house after us if they tore out any of that paneling they were finding a lot of pictures (laughs) man this is going back into uh back into the I guess mid sixties would be when this was going on. So there was, there was no Bob Vila. There was nothing like that.
0: At that time. Right. Okay. Okay. So tell us about these marking tools. Cause l- let me tell you my experience uh, with looking over this material. Um, me and you spoke briefly about where um, I traveled between, but once I seen your marking tools, I was like, the Amish would go crazy. The Amish. Yes. Over your tools. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it, oddly enough the amish for as, as backwards as society considers them to be and as isolationist as society considers them to be they're actually innovators uh going back years and years i mean everybody thinks that they're just living down on the farm and not doing anything uh, they invented the circular saw you know so innovation and getting things done was their way of life so uh that that's actually uh a pretty good thing for me. for someone to say that the Amish would go crazy over it, it's like those guys knew what they were doing.
0: Right. Uh, and I'm saying this just from the perspective of obviously uh, the States between me and you have a lot of Amish between them, Ohio Pennsylvania and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um When I looked at, you know, what, what your tools are used for, I was just like, wow. I was like, I know so many guys that, that are Amish that build things. They like, this would make their job a whole lot easier. Uh like, It certainly could They
1: I've basically invented a new class of marking tool that I'm calling calibrated collinear marking tools. The edges of the tools are calibrated to the writing implement. And the effect of that is to allow you to draw lines around corners that line up. Uh, So the old way of doing that is you would draw a line with a square, for instance, and then move that square to the other edge of the board, kind of eyeball it, and put your pencil in there and draw the next line. And if you wanted to go all the way around a post, for instance, 99% of the time when you get that fourth line on there, it doesn't line up with the first one as you go all the way around.
0: Right. And, and that was the thing that got me there just in small builds and what I do. Um, I was just... I was amazed by that. I was like, how come, not in a rude way, but how come it took someone so long to think of this? Like, that's how innovative, like, that's why it wilded me that you did this. So tell, go in more detail about the measurements and um, the different sets that, that people can get from you.
1: Uh, well, dovetails are, are typically cut in, there's, there's a range of what they call dovetail ratios, which is a, uh, you can think about it like the, the run of a roof where it's, you know, up one foot over three feet, you know, would be a one to three. So my tools come in one to four, one to six, and one to eight, as well as a square version. The one to four is used with softer woods because you need it to be wider uh, just because of the the softer woods aren't as strong. The one to eight are the the, uh, steepest angle, and those are used in hardwoods. And uh, the functionality of the tools allows you to draw the lines on both of the boards for dovetail joinery before you pick up your saw. Now, that might not sound like much to you, but the way dovetails have been done literally since the time of King Tut is you mark one edge of one board, which is either the pin board or the tail board, because you've got. Pins and tails that fit together to form the joint
0: correct what you would
1: do is mark one board let's say the pins and you would actually cut the pins and then remove the waste so now you've got the triangular pin standing up on the end of the board then you would take that board and literally hold it on the other board in order to mark where those pins are which you do with a knife or a pencil. While you're holding one board on top of the other board, you got to get in there and mark it all the time without moving anything and making sure it's perfect. Then you cut out that material and try to get the boards to fit together. And that that step there with the moving, putting one on top of the other is called the transfer. And that's where all the mistakes happen. Because anything shifts a tiny bit, those angles aren't going to line up. If you've cut one of those pins at a slight angle relative to the board, if it's not perfectly parallel to the edge of the board, that's not going to line up. It's just not going to fit. So a lot of time is spent with chisels and knives, pairing out material to get those things to fit with my tools. I'm able to mark both boards before anything is cut, which is something that nobody's ever done before.
0: Right. And that's uh, why I said that it's so innovative. It it, it kind of like my my next question is probably a Barbara Walters uh type question. How did you what made you just decide one day to to invent this? Like how did you become an inventor? You went from normal day mico to inventor mico. Like what day uh, well, what time did this happen?
1: Well I I spent my career in commercial photography. Okay. Uh, So large format commercial photography. So I've been basically inventing my entire life. Uh, The tool set in commercial photography comes out of your brain. You figure out what you want something to look like, and then you got to work out how to get there. So all of those pretty pictures you see of products and magazines and such, if you really study them like we do, uh, like if you've got a spherical shiny object, um today you would just take the picture of that spherical shiny object and retouch out where the photographer and the camera are reflected in that shiny object but back when i was coming up it was all film and it wasn't retouching it wasn't electronic you had to figure out how to not appear there so working out the technical aspects of this gives you the skill set to do things that people say you can't do, figure out how to do things that you've never done before. And in the course of my career, with the transition from uh, film photography to digital photography, uh, I invented something else. I came up with a product for large format uh, digital photography. Uh, So I've got two previous patents before this.
0: Okay, so you're, you're what we call a great deductive thinker. Uh,
1: well, I, I, I like to solve my own problems. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong
1: with that at all. That, that... Quite often when you solve your own problem, you, you look around to the other people that are pursuing the same activity and it turns out that they've got the same problem they've run into. And if that, you know, so all of a sudden you say to yourself, okay, well, is that a market? Or is that just a couple of people with the same problem in the case of dovetail joinery? If you go on to, uh, YouTube or any of the woodworking forums, uh, there is a lot of ink that's been spilled over. How do I figure out how to make that transfer step more accurate? How do I, you know, everybody's got a tip. Everybody's got a jig. Everybody's got a workaround or a little gizmo that they make, uh, cutting it a different way, uh, setting it up a different way, people putting it in their vice a different way, all to get those things to stay perfectly stable in order to transfer those marks so that you can cut the other side. And that's when I realized I had a market because I hated doing that. So I figured out how to not have to do that.
0: Okay. Now, after all this um, with the audience, I'd like you real quick, if you wouldn't mind, could you plug where they can find your products?
1: Uh, Sure. It's uh, tailspintools.com.
0: Very simple. simple.
1: If you go to to tailspintools.com, there's a demonstration video uh, with an elderly guy. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Demonstrating the product for cutting dovetails. And there's a couple of other smaller videos uh, that do little demonstrations, like drawing a line all the way around a post. You wouldn't believe how simple it is to do with these tools because the tools are calibrated to the marking, the tools are calibrated to the marking device, which in this case is a 0.7 millimeter mechanical pencil. Now, the quick explanation of the calibration, if you take a ruler, two rulers, two identical rulers, and you just lay them down on a piece of paper together, and you move one off to the side, and you draw a line. Then you bring the second one against it again. Take the first one away and draw another line. You don't wind up with one line. You wind up with two lines. Correct. Because the writing tool has thickness. Typically, it's spherical. So it automatically is offset from that ruler edge. So if you, for instance, are just like you just take a, a ruler and you want to draw on top of a line on a piece of paper where there was already a line, you just wanna like highlight that line. You're setting up your ruler a distance away from that line in order to do that. Everybody does that intuitively because you realize that the, the tip of the pen or pencil is not at the edge, it's off the edge. So by providing offsets underneath the surfaces of the marking tool, I'm able to move those lines So if you do the same thing with the two rulers, with my tools, you can draw the one line, draw the second line, and it's only one line. So that's the calibrated collinear technology. And there's a demonstration video on that also. If you go to the, uh, the top tab, there's, you know, I think it's how does it work or what is collinear marking? And there's an explanation of how that works.
0: Okay. So definitely they head over to your site and they will be very informed. But let me ask you this. Are you doing any like webinars or anything online outside of this stuff to uh, encourage use of your tools or anything like that? Uh, Well, we,
1: we launched in January, uh, which means that if we are a great success, we will be a, uh, I like to say that every overnight success takes somewhere around five to seven years. So this has been going on for a long time. We we got the product into production. We launched the website in late December, and the uh, SEO guys are going gangbusters. The PR folks are going gangbusters, which is what puts us here with you. Yes. And uh, the demonstration video is up, and I'm trying to get onto woodworking related podcasts as well. Okay. And we, you know we're adver- we're running advertising and uh, just trying to get the word out.
0: Awesome. Now, one major thing with everything that you have going on here, um, explain this to to the customers. Are you these markers right? What are other areas that you can use these in? Well, the dovetail
1: markers are specifically for woodworking. Uh, you, I don't know. I don't know anybody. I mean, there is a. A, an aspect of dovetails that's used in metalworking in large machinery. Uh, but that's typically done now with uh, program CNC. So I don't think this really applies there. Uh, so basically this is a, this is a woodworking product, woodworking uh, furniture, making uh, people that are making, uh, you know, beautiful things for themselves or for sale. You know, uh, woodwork in on the woodworking side. Uh, you know, if you've ever opened a, a better dresser, something not from IKEA, and you look at the sides of the drawers and you see those uh, triangular tails, how that was put together—that's where dovetail joinery is used. Uh, putting together larger pieces of furniture like cabinets—that's uh, the market.
0: Okay. So definitely down deep down in North Carolina, I hope everyone's listening down there. Uh, we have a nice strong audience there. So anyone out there in textile and stuff like that, definitely take a listen to to this, right? Wouldn't you say? Textile? Yes.
1: Textile is more, uh, like a fabricated. furniture
0: type. Yeah. Like furniture. Oh,
1: fun. okay. Yeah. in the furniture yeah. industry, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So that, that, it's a big market for it there. So, um, Outside of this, what are your next future endeavors after this? Because you've already invented three things.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, something I'm after right now is to take the collinear calibrated collinear technology and bring it to larger manufacturers. uh, Somebody that's going to go outside of my, I'm I'm basically in a niche market. Uh, So the The patents are filed. I've got international patent rights that are available and I'm hoping to get this into a larger tool-making company as well uh, so that you can take something like... like, Imagine being able to take two 12-inch rulers and draw an 18-inch long line knowing that it's straight and true or or a 24-inch or whatever. You can just take the rulers and move one, move the other, move the other and that line is a continuous line through physical registration you don't have to line it up or you back up from it and it's you know off by a little bit so that type of thing is uh you know that's going to be one of my next stages is pursuing a a larger tool company to take this wider
0: so to take your technology and go further with it yeah so so, Micah, once again, one more time, can I get you to plug where everybody can uh, get these tools? And yeah. um, one other thing, uh, and where they can actually reach you, like if you have a um, if you have a contact portion inside there, because with your technology, I know you get lots of people asking about it. Because, like I said, this is something brand new. It's not like yeah. it was just invented twenty years ago. You know, you uh, set yeah, down
1: this is actually on on the website. If you look at the uh, the front page, we're actually billing it as the first real innovation in hand-cut dovetail joinery since King Tut. Ooh. The earliest examples of king of dovetail joinery are literally found in King Tut's tomb. Okay. And we've been cutting them the same way ever since.
0: No variation. <laughs> no variation.
1: Mark the one side, cut the one side, transfer it to the other board and do that. So that's been going on for thousands of years. Uh, So getting the word out that there's an easier way to do that is uh, pretty exciting for us. And so that's www.tailspintools.com. And there is a contact form on there. The uh, email address for just general questions is inquiries at tailspintools.com.
0: Okay, and once again, Micah, I want to thank you for being my guest on West Virginia and Commonplace. Um, Thank you for letting us be part of something that's innovative. You have a new technology in the world. I mean, how many people in the world can truly say that? Like, if I had that type of notoriety to me, it would just change my whole thought pattern. Like, man, I'm making choices for people that will go beyond 10 years, beyond 20 years, that will go on for centuries, like King Tut's builds
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, funny. it's funny for a while i was able to say i'm the only one in the world that's doing it this way <laughs> you know and that's slow that's slowly changing i'm hoping that this is going to become the predominant method over time
0: okay And once again thank you for being on west virginia
1: and commonplace thanks for having me wilbert
0: please follow wv uncommonplace on instagram tumblr twitter TikTok, where we have some great content facebook linkedin hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site. join the email list from the website, and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly, thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.